Hello! It wouldn't be the holidays without some fun mischief. We're about to go into this week's episode, and for whatever reason, our audio is a little off. So we're going to look into that and try and fix it for next week, but we appreciate your patience. It doesn't sound bad, it just doesn't sound as good as it could. So again, we're very sorry. We'll work on it. Happy holidays! Hey, Courtney. Hey, Sasha. What do angry mice send each other at the holidays? I don't know. What? Cross mouse cards. (laughs) Merry cross mouse. It's spoop hour. podcast hosted by two halloweenies this one's courtney i'm sasha let's do this we're in the holiday spirit today we are so if you're listening to this on the day it comes out we are now a couple days into hanukkah i think hold on let me count because hanukkah started friday right like the fourth night of hanukkah okay yeah that sounds right we're like halfway through hanukkah so happy hanukkah if you celebrate that it's also christmas eve it's also christmas eve so if you celebrate that merry cross mouse which is what I'm going to say from now on, because they're going to be like that. Merry Crossmas. Well, I mean, when I came in this morning, it was Merry Crimbus. Crimbus. And then we sang It's Business Time from Flight of the Concords, but with It's Crimbus. It's Crimbus Time. Oh, I guess we forgot to say, find us on the internet. Yes. Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram, and send us anything at, well, sure. Within reason at yeah. spoopower.gmail.com. <laughs> Don't send us anything weird. Yeah. I mean, like, send us weird stuff, but, like, but you like, know what we mean. You, you know what kind of Keep weird Keep your like. clothes on. We also got a bunch of Christmas cards. We like, sure did. in real life from a bunch of our... Uh, we participated pod- in the Potter and Family Christmas card exchange. Yeah. So we sent our holiday cards out, and we got a bunch of holiday cards back. And boobies and newbies, I'm very sorry. Yours is upstairs, and I love you, and I love that card, but I am way too lazy to go up the stairs yeah. again. So I'm taking the picture now. So you're not in the picture, but we do yeah. love you. We got one. We got from the More Civil Podcast, Boobies and Newbies. We got from uh, Feminists Feminist Without Mystique, the Geek Nerd Pod, Cutscenes and Cupcakes, The Phoenix Nest, Quick and Dirty Romance, Shelf Love. This one was the Brook Reading, Reading Podcast. And then I think that was Cutscenes and, and then, Cupcakes. Yes, it's Cutscenes yeah. and Cupcakes. So yeah. thank you to those of you who sent us holiday cards. All of you should have already gotten your holiday cards unless they got lost in the mail, which I hope they didn't do. But if they did, I'm sorry. Please tell us. We'll send you another one. We still have some holiday cards left over. So if you are listening to this episode and you're like, I'd love to get a holiday card from Spoop Hour, I bet it's cute and also terrifying. It is. And if you want one, either email us, spoophour at gmail.com and ask for one. We're happy to send one to you. Or DM us on Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Two of my students were asking about our podcast the other day because they know that mistake. I have a podcast. No, it's not a mistake. Because no. <laughs> one of them is the one whose dad Ooh. has seen the Jersey Devil. And so we talked about cryptid soap for a while and they really liked our Christmas card. I Aww. showed them the thing. The Christmas yeah, card. the Yule cat. Do they want one? They can have one. Cats can have little a salami. Spoop our listeners can have little a holiday card. I, I don't know if I want to give my kids a holiday card, but I will be giving them cryptid stickers because they, they like us love cryptids yes and they love mothman respect yeah, they were like we were looking at like how far it is to drive and they're like we could go there next summer yeah college. it's, it's and like I was six like, hours but it's, you guys it's are doable great. like go go find go 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 see the mothman town yeah mm. we have eggnog we have eggnog it's, we have presents it's our holiday spectacular yeah. you guys our holiday spooktacular it's our krampus takedown i think you guys you guys have heard us yell about eggnog before but we were talking about like the Courtney, your first glass of eggnog was Friday. Like Friday, and this is my first glass of eggnog for the season. And Cheers. Ding. We're drinking it out of wine glasses because mm-hmm. we're fucking classy. But, like, people who don't like eggnog, like, because they drink, like, over got overly nogged, like, yeah. 
are missing out. If you nog too hard, like if you pour yourself like a pint glass of eggnog, you're going to hate it because you're going to get like halfway through it and be like, this is gross. This is way too rich. But if you serve yourself a classy wine glass of eggnog, or as I am likely to do today, multiple classy wine glasses of eggnog, it's a great fucking time. There's also no wrong vessel to which consume eggnog. Because like, I also really love eggnog ice cream. Oh. Yeah. And so they sell that during the holiday season or get some vanilla ice cream and pour eggnog over it. Yeah. And you got yourself a shake. There you go. It's so good. I like to do an eggnog snickerdoodle, Mm. which are quite lovely because you have all of the fun spiciness of a snickerdoodle, but also the like creamy, warmy, like festive goodness of the nog. And also... If you're chugging eggnog, that's probably not a good idea. Yes, that's a terrible I'm idea. Sipping. I've yes. got very little into this eggnog, but I've been having a great time over the last like ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever seen the movie Gravity, which is two hours of butt clenching watching Sandra Bullock suffer in space, but at one point she's like <laughs> low on oxygen and Bruce Clooney what? Bruce what? Clooney? Bruce Clooney. Oh my god. What's happening to me? George Clooney. George Clooney. I'm so sorry, George. I don't know where Bruce came from. Bruce Willis. It's Christmas time. Oh, it's I'm thinking about you motherfucker. Yeah. Ho, ho, or ho. he was also now an Armageddon. I have a machine gun. But not Armageddon on. <laughs> that's no, that's a different that's from a different Sandra Bullock movie. She's <laughs> not in Armageddon on. Miss New Jersey is. Anyway. So George Clooney. Now I'm in my head. I'm like, what is his name, actually? <laughs> the Clunes is describing, like, she's low on oxygen. So he's like, you want to sip it like a fine wine. You don't want to chug it like a beer. You want to sip your nog like a fine wine. If you don't drink, just, like, little baby sips. Just, like, savor the experience. It's yeah. very rich. It's easy to overdo. Savor the flavor. Savor the flavor. Speaking of flavors to savor, we're going to do our on-air <laughs> gift exchange again. <laughs> savor flavoring. Yes, yours is delicious. Mine has... Little Christmas dinos. Mine has Christmas donuts. Hells yeah. Let's do this. Oh, <gasps> this is so cute. It's from an artist I like, oh, Nicole Gustafsson. It's like a little like Halloween scene with like a hedgehog and a rabbit and a fox and they're getting ready for Halloween. It was like, because she does really cute little Aww, animal illustrations and that was like the spoopiest one. I love it. Thank you. Aw. I got okay. I miss my cat. <laughs> I just I just I want you to know that cat. everywhere you go, people will know. People will know that I miss my cat. Yeah, and then they should know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that's the Etsy oh, store name. It's a cr- oh, the chunky moth. Look how yeah. beautiful he is. I want you to know that as a as a person, I'm very generous because I got that and I was like, oh shit, this is really cute, and I really wanted to keep it, and I might have to order myself one. A chunky moth man. He's so fluffy. Yay! We'll Thank post you. pictures on our Instagram. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Yeah, let's go. We can go ahead and just yeah. Just gonna make a loot pile. Loot pile. Loot pile. I do miss my cat. See, I saw it and I was like, I know who needs this. It's because I think didn't I also tweet a few weeks like when I first got my cat, I was like, I wish I could text her. And then someone was like, Have you considered getting one of those nanny cams? Yeah. Like the Furbos, yeah, I think they're called. And I have considered, hmm. but she has free roam of most of the house, so, so you might not see her. Yeah, I my coworker has one of those cameras, and we were trying to get her dogs to come onto it, but they we had no idea where in the house they were. Did they, I put it on the correct side? Like, okay, so if you yeah, I think hang so. it. Okay, I just want to make sure <laughs> I was framing <laughs> pictures for my parents, oh, and I, I had like, to undo nope. three of them because <laughs> I put the frame in backwards. <laughs> Uh, speaking of holiday presents, my mom continues to be the real MVP of this podcast. For real. I don't know how we do it without her. We don't. But <laughs> after listening to our Yeti episode, my mother sends me a text and she goes, you're getting a wrapped Christmas present from me from Amazon on Friday. You can open it. I don't think I want you to wait for Christmas. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know, is, is Santa going to find out? Like, you, can, you can't open before. But anyway, she talked me into it. <laughs> then I open it. I Cramp, mean. Krampus will. I know. I don't want to have a Krampus takedown. Mm-hmm. So, my mom got me Yeti Set Go. Yeti so Set Go. So, we can now kick some meatballs. Kick some meatballs. And I would like to, if you would like yes, to. Yes, I would love to. Yeah, we don't have to do it on the air. But yeah. I really want to play. We really should. It's Meatball Mountain. It's meatball got the little Yeti on it. From the makers of Yeti and my spaghetti. <laughs> I was really excited about this. I when you texted me, I like couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was I I like Your freaked mom, out. Seriously, <laughs> like the god of our show. Thanks, mom. <laughs> anyway, so 
Yeti Set Go will post our honest review of it once we <laughs> Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Uh, yes. And I texted you. And it's you. not the Bebe Yoda on the back of your phone support. Oh, it's not. Yeah. Oh, it's Bebe the Bebe. <laughs> Jack is obsessed with that video. He's like, he, every once in a while, I'll just like hear his phone go, Baby Yoda. Bebe Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, I'm specifically, as my Schitt's Creek fans know, I'm specifically doing how Moira says the word baby, which is Bebe. Mm-hmm. Always. Doesn't matter. Do you have any idea the toll a Bebe can take on its grandmother? So it's the Bebe Yoda. <laughs> I texted you something. I said, Yeah, there was a spooky thing. This is my thing. spooky thing for the week. Was it? Was it, was it your student was it who my saw stu- the Jersey yeah, Devil? Yeah, I think, yeah, it was my student who saw yeah. the Jersey Devil. So yeah, one of my students, the again, the this these this pair of students who love cryptids. So one of them heard, she just very flat out matter of fact said, my dad's seen the Jersey Devil. And I was like, Stop. Go back. So I need to get her to send me more information mm-hmm. about that. But basically, like, just in his life of, like, camping in New Jersey and stuff, he's just seen the Jersey, Jersey Devil. Devil. And then I don't know if you ever went back and watched that video I sent you. But oh, fuck. Jack, Jack was telling – or Jack and his brother were texting about something, and I, like, saw, and they had been... It was about this game called Jersey Devil. And, sure. you know, like, we've done at least one, two video game episodes, like, creepy Yay. costumes and stuff like that. And somehow the PS1 game, Jersey Devil, never appeared on our radars. And so I You watched, guys have let us down by not telling us that there's a Jersey Devil video But game. also that I've been with Jack for, like... Almost three years, and he has not told me about playing this game called the Jersey Devil. Until... I don't want to tell you your business, but legally this means you can't marry him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to immediately divorce him. Because <laughs> like, this is unacceptable. It's going to be like, now present his husband and wife, Jack and Sasha, and then you're like, I want a divorce. divorce. You, you did, know why. You didn't tell me about the PS1 <laughs> game, the Jersey Devil. Oh, man, and then we go to the reception, and it's a divorce party. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. It won't be. Don't worry. But yeah, as far as he as knows, far as, yes, as we know. <laughs> it's only fun if he's a su- he's surprised. <laughs> um, but yeah, I watched like just the introduction, not even the gameplay, but just like the beginning of this let's play that I I need to send you. I sent you tw- part twelve. I'll send you, you did. part one. Thank you. It was just, it's like that early computer game animation style yeah, yeah, yeah. where everything's just a little off. It reminded little... me of like early Spyro animation. Yeah, or like if any of you have played like Pajama Sam or Fatty Bear, like any of the humongous entertainment games. Toe Jam and Earl a little bit. Yeah, it was just like really unsettling, but then like the actual in-game graphics are like yeah, early Spyro or yeah. like Crash or like it's just really upsetting but like I need to have like maybe before we play Yeti Set Go I just need you to watch like the beginning of this game in my defense I had every intention of watching it but I literally had just fallen out of bed and then I was like well I'm awake now because I had fallen out of my bed and I was like I'll go on Twitter and I saw that and then I was like I watched like 10 seconds of it and I'm like I am not in a headspace to pay attention to things right now I'll watch it later but then it went out of my head yeah don't worry about it I I need to send you part one because it was just like the animation at the very beginning of it was anyway Jersey Devil game Jersey Devil if you played it email spoopower gmail.com anyway I don't know how Jack and his brother played it but I am upset I'm sorry. Yes. How about you? Spooky things. Well, I fell out of the bed. That wasn't spooky. (laughs) It hurt. I scraped my shoulder really bad because it turns out my nightstand is sharp. Mm. And so I've I've got like a pretty gnarly scrape on my like the flat part of my shoulder blade. But that's not super spooky. But I did. I was driving home one night this past week. Mm -hmm. Don't remember exactly what day. And it was dark as Mm. it often is. I was the only person around on our on our street. And in order to turn onto our street, you come to like a dead end where you either have to turn left or right because otherwise you drive up the hiking trail and they don't like you to do that because <laughs> it's not a road. But it's not a very well-lit area because they don't expect people to be hiking at night and it's the woods and whatever else. And, you know, I've lived here for almost two years. This has never happened before. I think I saw some Will-o'-the-Wisps. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I was like, oh, hey, nice. And like, I'm sure it was my car's headlights hitting something, but basically like they hit the bottom of the hill where you have to turn. Yeah. And then as I made my turn, they went in two different directions. Whoa. And I was like, oh, huh, that's 
That's strange. Different. Yeah, I don't, I don't know oh, about that. Cool. Yeah, it was neat. I got very excited. Yeah. So. By the way, I really love this Christmas sweater. Thank you. We are both wearing our ugly, our official ugly Christmas sweaters. Mine is the vintage one from the 90s that my mom hates. Mine has a giant applique deer head. It's really cute. Yeah. So, I cozy really wozy in here. Um, I was just thinking when you said scrape your shoulder blade... I went to a Christmas party last Saturday, and I was, like, carrying a bunch of stuff into the house. Yes, um, scraping the shoulder blades. No, I didn't see that at, like, shin level, my friend had a bent. Oh, you told this story. I did. Yeah, this was your well, last week with your donut bruise. This my last bruise. week. Yes. Well, guess what? My shin still hurts. <laughs> like, this bruise is still there, and my <laughs> shin, like, still really hurts. I accidentally bumped it earlier and was like, oh. Yeah. yeah. What are we talking about today, Sasha? Ice monsters. Winter monsters. Winter monsters. Anything cold and spooky. Because yesterday... Vaguely holiday Today? Yesterday. Yesterday was solstice. Yes. Was solstice. When we're recording yesterday was solstice, for you listening, Saturday was solstice. Happy winter. We're officially there. It's cold. It's very cold and I don't like it. <laughs> yes. And so I thought we had exhausted like the list of like Christmas monsters, Yuletide monsters, things like that. And I didn't want to like rehash things we'd done before. And then I was like, maybe there are Hanukkah monsters. Spoiler alert. There aren't really Hanukkah themed monsters. There's a book about Hanukkah goblins. And I like was like, oh, I can talk about this. But it's like a children's book and it's just an alternate interpretation of how Hanukkah came to be. Yeah. And it's like this guy had to outsmart some goblins and... Long story short, now we have Hanukkah. So they were called Hanukkah goblins, but it wasn't really like this is a goblin associated with Hanukkah independently. It was mm. just this one children's book. So I was like, what are we going to talk about? Winter monsters. But then I got to thinking and I was like, you know, this is our third annual holiday episode. And we've talked about so many wintertime, Christmas time, Yule time, ghosts, ghouls, cats, monsters, all of that. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun if we played a little game to that effect? Game! So this game is called Ghost of Spoop Hour Past. So what I'm going to do is read to you a description of something from mythology, lore, folklore, or whatever, and you're going to tell me if it's a Ghost of Spoop Hour Past, an actual Christmas legend that we have covered on mm-hmm. this very podcast that you have always been here for. So you have no excuse if you get them wrong because you co-host the show. Listeners have excuses. You don't. So let's see how this goes. Or if it's a ghost of Spoop Hour Future, some other kind of monster we haven't covered yet, but that we could potentially cover on a future okay. episode. I'm center myself. I'm going to tap into the force. Yes, tap into the force from the past two years. Just put yourself in that place. Go to your two years ago mind palace. Come to me. Because we have for sure talked about all Come of these things. Because I looked. Come <laughs> to me. Anyway, so shout out to Wikipedia, Burrows of the Dead, and Listverse for this game. This giant creature knows if you haven't updated your wardrobe for a while. And the punishment for being unfashionable? Why, eating, of course. Ghost of Spoop Hour Pass. It's the old cat. Yeah, Ghost of Spoop Hour Pass. Yes, yeah. it's, of course, Yolakatorin, the Yule Cat of Iceland, one of our favorite Christmas monsters who eats people who don't get and new clothes. And it's on our Christmas card. It is. So that's why I put that one first. I was like, this is to build up your confidence uh. before I crush it. Uh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You might do very well at this game. Uh. It's hard to say. I told myself I wasn't going to give my usual caveat of, this game might suck. But, you know. This game is great. It's unspoken. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that in the tree? Is it a bear? No, it's this mythological figure, here to bless you in wintry climes against bear attacks. They also look like a bear. Ghost of Spoop Hour Past? No, we haven't talked about this one yet. Ghost of Spoop Hour Future! This is Leib Olmai, who is a god of good luck worshipped by the Sami, an indigenous people in northern Norway, Sweden, and Finland. I'm excited. Right? So, in theory, at some point in the future, we can talk talk about about that that one. Yeah. Yeah. A hideous giantess, this legendary figure is depicted as a beggar going door to door and asking for naughty children to eat. If you don't want to sentence your kid to death, you can give them some food instead and they will leave. Ghost of Spoop Hour Past? Yes. Do you know which one? Can't remember. Ghost of Spoop Hour Past, this is Gryla. Gryla! The Icelandic troll slash giant woman who senses naughty children year round then comes down during Christmas to find some children to make into a hearty stew. Yes, so you gotta stew. You gotta respect her in being like, it's wintertime. I really just want like stew. What I'm am hungry. I gonna put in it? What meats are available in wintertime? I know. Uh, yes, the children. The naughty children. <laughs> <laughs> 
Om nom 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 nom. This legendary monster is here to lure cattle herders away from their job and eat them. Stop paying attention to your flock of livestock for even a moment, and it's too late for you. Ghost of Spoop Hour past? Ghost of Spoop Hour future. Ghost of Spoop Hour future. Yeah. The Beast of Gavaldon in French lore is likely one of the inspirations for modern depictions of werewolves. Oh. Be afraid of this legendary shapeshifter, for they will lure your children away from home. Best case, your child will be eaten quickly. Worst case, this creature leaves the child in the woods never to be seen again. Ghost of Spoop Hour past? Oh my god, we've talked about so many different shapeshifters. Yeah, this is a ghost of Spoop Hour past. Ghost of Spoop Hour future! In Inuit War, the Ijirak is a terrible beastie with a human-like whistle. We have we've, not talked about this specific this shapeshifter. shapeshifter we've, we've talked about, about others. Sh- yeah, and we've also talked one. about kids being lost in the woods. Yes, yeah. that's what I was hoping would get you. Uh. <laughs> I was like, we've definitely talked about things that do this, but we haven't talked about... You would remember the picture. Yeah. I'm going to sh- I'm gonna take a break from this game to show Sasha the picture, because it is upsetting, and I had to look at it, and now you have to, too. <laughs> You'd remember that guy. Oh, I don't like that at all. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? You would remember this. I would remember that guy. We have not talked about him. Oh, boy. He's a bummer, though. That guy is a huge bummer. Put it on Instagram. Yeah, Make I'll put it on I'm going to ruin your fucking holidays. Woo! It's me, Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> Better get to weaving unless you want a visit from this intimidating witch. If you have been lazy and remiss in cleaning your house, lolloop, weaving your flax, or spinning your wool, you will not find a silver coin in your shoe, but a witch slitting open your belly and filling you with straw and pebbles. Ghost of Spoop Hour Past? I think so. This sounds familiar. Yes, this is the Ghost of Spoop Hour Past. This is Frau Parkta, Germany and Austria's Christmas witch, tied closely to traditions about when you can and can't weave. Because the idea was, I think it's like... On Christmas Eve and on Christmas, you're not supposed to do work. Like, you're not mm-hmm. supposed to weave or anything. And so Frau Parkta comes and punishes you for not getting your shit done by Christmas because then it's like you're tempted to, you know, weave yeah. on Christmas. And then you're in trouble. And anyway, she's going to fill your belly with straw and stones. Oh, no. It's not the devil. Nah, it's just a mythical beast covered in chains and bells and come to cart off naughty children to either eat, drown, or drag to hell. Krampus. Of course. <laughs> Who else could this be but the legendary Krampus? We, um, we missed, um, Richmond has like a Krampus. Thing. They do, and yeah. so does D.C. Yeah, we need to go next year. A couple of years ago, I was in D.C. trying to drive to my fellow's house, and I was not aware that it was the same day as like his neighborhood's like Krampus parade. So I'm like driving down the street, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Why are there so many Krampuses? <laughs> anyway, if you don't remember... Krampus appears on Krampusnacht on December 6th in places like Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Hungary, Northern Italy, Slovakia, and Slovenia. And Washington, D.C. And And Washington, D.C. and Richmond. (laughs) Those places. Krampus comes to steal your crappy kid and reward your good kid with gifts. So, like, win-win, really. You don't have to deal with the crappy one anymore and presents for the good one. Guess what? It's time for something else that is going to eat you. Uh Uh-oh. In this case, at the heart of this legend is a block of ice that is only satisfied by feasting on human flesh. Ghost of Spoop Hour past? Ghost of Spoop Hour future. Yes! This is the Chenu of Native American folklore who lost their heart either through denying a starving person food or good old-fashioned cannibalism. So if you ate a person, you'd get turned into this thing. And the only way to kill them is to get them to barf up their ice heart, and then you can, like, melt it and kill them. Huh. They can also turn back human if they barf up their ice heart. I was going to say, that reminds me of the Wendigo. The Wendigo. Yeah. yeah. It, is, it is a little similar, but I confirmed it's a different thing. Different thing. I like this one better than the Wendigo somehow. That's fair. Because yeah. you've never had to rescue Hayden Panettiere from it. Mm-mm. Never once. Never once. Maybe not in the future. Even not even once. Ding dong, it's a terrible skeleton monster. It has come to your house to sing rhymes at you and try to get inside. And if you run out of rhymes to sing back, guess who lives in your house now? Ghost of Spoop Hour Past? Ghost of Spoop Hour Future. Ghost of Spoop Hour Past! This is Wales's Mari Luad. Oh, Mari Luad! The, ho- the, the horse, horse skull on yeah. a stick who really just wants to be in your house and eat your food and drink your drinks. The, there's a Mari Luad looking motherfucker in, um, <laughs> in, I didn't know what else to say, motherfucker in Breath of the Wild. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that, mm, mm-mm, mm-hmm. mm-mm. I'm a big fan of Mari Luad. I am too, but. It's so weird. <laughs> Sorry, the, the cat. of your cat. The cat is like silhouetting and like attacking something. She's oh, having fun. Mari Luad. Mari Luad. Right. 
The bringing of presents may seem like kindness, but really this legend is kind of a grump. Upon dropping the gifts, this grump would then whip the children who went to pick them up because everything is terrible all the time. Ghost of Spoop Hour Past? Yes. Yes! <laughs> this is Bell Snickel, a legend present in the Pennsylvania Dutch communities as right. well as southwestern Germany. Bell Snickel giveth and also taketh away, giveth the presents and taketh away the feeling of an unwhipped Literally, back. Literally, this just sounds like something Dwight Schrute made up. He he does it. In yeah. that episode of The Office, he, he is Bell Schnickel. Bell Yeah. Oh so, and we covered it, I think, in our first Christmas Christmassy episode. episode. Yeah. So, two Christmas episodes ago. This yeah. is our third Christmas episode. This is. This is our third <gasps> annual holiday Christmas spooptacular. Nice. We're fucking doing it. All right, you ready for the last one? I am. Hold on tight during the 12 days of winter solstice, because these mischievous lads come to Earth and cause havoc. Ghost of Spook <laughs> Aliens. <Hour> past? <laughs> aliens. 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 <laughs> Sasha's doing the hands. Yeah, aliens. Aliens. Ghost of our future. It is. In yeah. fact... The ghost of Spoop Hour today. Ah! Do you want to talk about the Kali Kanserio? Yes. Yes. That's a big name. Yeah. And I looked up a lot of videos to pronounce it, and I'm still not confident I'm doing it right. It's okay. You tried. I did. So if you're actually Greek and you know how to say it, I'm very sorry. And please shoot us an email. Yeah, correct me. An audio message or something. Yes. There are two. There are two spellings and two pronunciations of what they are. It's either Kali Kanseros or Kali Kanseroi. Hmm. Don't know, like, again, I watched multiple YouTube videos, there's apparently a grim episode about them, and they don't say the name in it, even though the episode is called, like, The Night of the Kalikanseroi. But they never say But they don't name. fucking say it. Because they didn't, oh. <laughs> Ow, I ran my other oh, hand no. on the table. We're suffering. They, they, they didn't say the name because they didn't know how to pronounce it. Cowards! They were also scared. Also, that show seems very silly. I only watched, like, three minutes of the clip because once it became clear they weren't actually going to say the names of the things terrorizing these two women, I was like, I'm out. But, like, the conversation they were having was very serious, but she's like, yeah, the nausea's gone now, but it's been intermittent. And I'm like, oh, I bet they're setting up that she's pregnant. And the other one goes, do you think you could be pregnant? She goes, no. Unless, could I have gotten pregnant when I was Adeline? And I'm like, what? If you watched Grimm, explain to me that plot line, because it's very confusing, taken out of context. Also, tell me if at any point in that 30-minute long episode they ever say Calicanceros or Calicanceroi. I want to play Until Dawn now. Oh, okay. Now that you've ta- we talk- we'll talk about <laughs> it again. it goes for a second. It's back. It's back. All right, so you ready to Tell me about Calicanceroi or Calicanceros. I would love to. This all came from Wikipedia Listverse and GreekerThanTheGreeks.com. Greeker than the Greeks. Greeker than the Greeks. What's Greeker than the Greeks? Anyway, Opa. <laughs> Kalikansaroi are Greek Christmas goblins. Boom, done, the end. What are you yeah. telling me about? That's it. I have one sentence in my notes. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you? One sentence? <laughs> I know, I never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's funny because it's true. Anyway, Kalikansaroi is also the Greek catch-all term for any kind of goblin or leprechaun thing, so any kind of, like, mischievous, like, small Mm -hmm. demon thing. But in this particular instance, we're just going to be talking about their Christmas connotations. Did you ever see the episode of The Simpsons where Bart and Lisa and all the students get snowed in at the elementary school, and the kids who showed up for school the day before winter break are like, forced to watch this, like, Christmas goblin movie that Principal Skinner puts on? I vaguely recall Okay, because that's immediately, like, the image of the Christmas goblin that I got in my head. I'm sure someone in the Simpsons room is like, you guys, Grease has these things called Kalikansaroi, only he was a coward and didn't say it out loud. Christmas goblins. They have Christmas goblins. Let's do this. Let's do this. Anyway, they are usually described as being small, typically male, with what Wikipedia describes as, quote, protruding sexual characteristics. Oh, which no. I really enjoyed as a nice, classy way of saying they have their dicks out all the time. Dicks the- out for Christmas. Woo! It's Christmas dicks. Let's do this. <laughs> anyway, they have red eyes. They'll Sometimes they have small animal parts like tusks, goat ears, monkey arms, etc. And they have tongues that loll out of their mouths. But... This description varies. So the most common depiction is they're a little small black devil with cloven hooves and tails. So just like little tiny dude. Yeah. They are excessively stinky. Oh. Whom among us? Mostly blind, and they usually eat small things like frogs, worms, snails, any kind of like small critter. Yeah. Fair game for the Kali Kansaroi. 
Their roots are likely in Dionysia. I didn't think to look that one up. What the fuck is wrong with me? I was so busy trying to figure out how to say Cali. Yeah, it's like Dionysus, but it's his festival. So that's the Greek variation on the Roman festival, Bacchanalia. Mm -hmm. And so if you're familiar at all with Bacchanalia or the modern ways we use it, it's basically like this big drunken orgy where everybody's wearing a mask and bestial costumes and shenanigans ensue. And you can maybe see where this is going. Basically, people would get super schwasty faced and then they'd see this winter festival with all the masked people in costumes that maybe had tails, and they'd be like, oh my god, it's wintertime goblins! And thus, dicks the, out! Dicks out for the Calicancero. Oh god. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's, they're kind of hilarious. Um, I, yeah. I kind of love them. I mean, I do. I love them and hate them at the same time. You're going to love them like by the mess. end of this. Okay. So. These little bastards are evil gnomes who spend most of their time at the center of the earth. For 353 days of the year, they have one goal. They want to cut down the world tree, sometimes called the tree of life, Mm -hmm. which is a big tree that holds up earth. So, like, we Mm -hmm. need this to survive. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, because they are small little dudes, it takes them the full 353 days to get most of the way through the tree. But as they're about to embark on that last part, it's Christmas! And they don't want to do anything. It's time for holiday. Sure. Sure. Or, or for 12 full days, the Kalikansaroi are able to spring up to the human world. Oh, and they're like, fuck and this tree, I'm y- going to go Yeah, they're like, fuck this tree, I'm out. And then they come up and they just cause mayhem widespread fuck for 12 days. Fuck this tree, I'm outie. <laughs> I'm outie 5,000. Beep, beep. <laughs> That's exactly what they do. They're like, eh, we'll finish it when we're back. I'm on vacation. <laughs> Give me some vacation juice. So during the winter solstice and Christmas time, the ancient belief was that the sun stopped moving for 12 days, which oh. makes sense because, you know, it's when the days are the shortest. shortest yeah. So it's like, okay, the sun's not moving anymore. That's why it's getting dark earlier. It's getting dark at the same time every day, whatever. And the sun is one of the Kali Kansaroi's natural enemies. <laughs> so <laughs> this period of stasis meant that the earth was fair game. So this was like their prime time mischief time. They were like, let's do this. There's no sun. I don't have to put on my sunscreen. Skin cancer runs in my I mean, family. It's Let's also go. Also, my enemy when I'm at work and the sun hits me right in the eyes when I'm at my desk. But like, you're not special, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Is it possible that you're a Kalikansaroi? I might be. Do you want me to finish this? Because it might sound familiar to you. Yeah. <laughs> Although. I will read something that it is very mean for me to say about you. Well, I also love the Tree of Life, so... Okay, so you wouldn't cut it down. I wouldn't cut it down. I just... The sun is also my enemy. That's fair. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. So you agree with the Kali Kansaroi about some things. But, you know, like all friendships, there are periods of disagreement. Yes. Dr. Elisa Lucas can go into it on the Best Forever's podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. If you are human on Earth during those 12 days and you don't want the Kali Kansaroi, like, fucking with your shit and bothering your stuff... There are a couple ways you can ward them off. They mostly ward at night because even though the sun isn't moving, there is still some sunlight depending on where you live in the world. And in Greece, they get sunlight even in the winter. So during the day, you can take these protective steps because they're not out. Mm. They've retreated to either underground or like any kind of shadowy place. Mm. The first and probably easiest step is you take a colander, you put it on your doorstep. Okay. Just like that. Warden off Kalikatsuroi. And here's why. So, Kali Kansaroi aren't very bright and can only count to two. Oh, no. <laughs> so, there are a couple reasons why they can only count to two. One, they're dumb. Two, three was believed to be a holy number because you have, like, the Father, Son, and the Holy uh-huh. Ghost. It's, like, the Holy Trinity, all of that. Those are all threes. And so, because it's a holy number, the Kali Kansaroi can't speak it out loud or it will compel them to kill themselves because they are technically demons. Oh. And again... They're also dumb and can only count to two. Yeah. But once they see the colander, they're like, I got to count those holes. One, two. And then they're like, two. Yep. And so they're like, I really got to count all these holes. I can't not do it. I have to sit down and count them, but also I can't get past two. Obviously, there are a lot of holes in a colander. So they spend all night trying to count them going one, two. Shit. One, two. Damn it. One, two. Nope. Okay, this time. One, two. Nope. And thus... Time passes, and before they are done counting the colander, the sun rises again, and they have to retreat to the earth. Oh, my God. Amazing. That's so funny. (laughs) I love them. They're so dumb. They're little dumb babies. Oh, my God. (laughs) They're like, I think it was Listverse was like, they would be really evil, but they're also really stupid and bad at being evil. So, like, 
They're you gotta so kind of be like, oh, you're trying so hard. You know, you, oh you silly. God. Here's a colander. Have some fun. <laughs> because one of the ways the Kali Kansura get into your house is through the fireplace. Because they're like, they're tricksters. So yeah. they'll, they'll come in through your chimney. They'll come in through keyholes. Any like open Kingdom windows. Hearts. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, continue. they kind of are like the little, the little, little yeah, shapes, sh- yeah, 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 the, the shadows. shadows. Yeah, that one. They're kind of like those in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, so that's okay. fair. So the one of those are also dumb. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they can count to two. That's a lot more than some things can that, count. That is true. They're doing their best. They're doing their best. Anyway, you can keep a fire burning all night, and that will ward them off because obviously they don't want to like crisp themselves. Yeah. So they're like, I'm good. I feel like the sun is a ball of fire. Fire is their natural yeah. enemy. Yeah, and depending on what part of Greece you're from, you may take the extra step of burning a Yule log for all 12 Ooh. of the days. So, like, 24-7, you burn that Yule log, and the Cali Kansaroi are going to be like, nope, mm-hmm. not touching want, this house. Don't want anything to do with this. This is gross, and you guys are gross for doing it. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my mischief. If you don't want to waste firewood or continuously replace the Yule log, you can burn an old shoe in the fireplace instead, and presumably after one time that will work, because when you burn the old shoe, it releases all the stinky foot smells, Ah. and it just smells really terrible, and then the Kali Kansarai are like, ew, your house smells bad, I don't want any of that. Oh my god, but then your house smells like shoe. Exactly, so like, congratulations, you played yourself. But also, like... They're trying so hard to cause mischief, but they're so picky, and they're like, ew, your house smells bad. I don't want to do anything to you. Oh, my God. They can't count, and they're picky. Oh, my God. Hoomst among us. Hoomst among us. Can count and isn't picky. You can also burn incense or mark your door with a black cross, which will also work. Obviously, the black cross works because it's a holy thing. And then the incense, I think, if I remember correctly from what I read, it works because it's the same, like, stinky principle. Uh, where they're like, gross. I don't want anything to do They don't want that. that. They could just have allergies. Yeah. And they're just like, I'm not going to be able to breathe if I go in that house. Mm-mm. So I'm going to find something else to mess with. When family planning, try and avoid scheduling your birth for during the 12 days of the Kali Kansuroi, so like from the winter solstice until the epiphany. If a child is born during that time, the kid may actually transform into a Kali Kansuroi. That sucks. So yeah. not only are you not getting gifts like because it's Christmas and your birthday. Yes. Also, you might transform into a little inept demon. That sucks. <laughs> I always feel bad for people who are born in December. Yeah, and now you know another reason to feel bad for them. Mm. The only way to prevent this transformation from occurring is to wrap the baby in garlic or straw. <laughs> but if you don't want to practice bondage on your beloved infant, which I guess is probably reasonable, yeah, you could also just singe their toenails and that will work. But that also seems odd, because baby feet are wiggly. Ba- baby feet are wiggly, and baby toenails are really soft. Yeah, like, so, like... how are you... So you're going to set your... Your baby feet's on fire, yes. Like, I, I've spent a lot of time around babies recently Have because you of holiday parties. Been... No, they're so delicate and tiny. That makes them easy to burn. Ah! <laughs> anyway. Now I'm going to wrap my baby in garlic. Yeah, I think that's a safer bet. Just, like, get those, like, long strands of garlic. Yeah. You know, like, oh, like yeah, full-on yeah. Dracula style, and yeah. just, like, burp, burp, burp. Anyway. It is a baby. <laughs> and then the Cali Consideroy are going to be like, ew, this baby stinks. stinks. <laughs> like, thank you, I made it. <laughs> I made it myself. But it isn't just Yuletide babies at risk of connecting with the oh, Cali Consideroy. No. Anyone born on a Saturday can both see and talk to the Cali Consideroy presumably <sighs> year-round. I was not born on a Saturday, so I have never seen the Cali Consideroy. I was born on a Monday. I was born on a Tuesday. If you were born on a Saturday, and if you have had any interaction with the Kali Kansaroi, particularly if you were born on a Saturday during, like, this specific time period, these 12 days, yeah. email spoophour at gmail.com about, one, whether or not you transformed into Kali Kansaroi, two, whether or not you can see and speak to the Kali Kansaroi. And, yeah. like, what are they like? Tell us about them. Yeah. Email <laughs> us. So, you have now survived the 12 days. It is finally January 6th. What does that mean for the Kali Kansaroi? Well, they go back to the tree of life, and the tree of life has healed itself, and they're like, fuck, we have to do it again. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> the sun is moving again, so that's no bueno, as you'll recall, natural mm-hmm. enemies. And if you will also recall, January 6th is the epiphany, which means people are being free with their holy waters, frankly. Mm-hmm. Being demons, the Kali Kansaroi are like, ew, gross, I don't like this. Shit, we gotta go. We gotta go. And so the Christmas goblins retreat to the center of the earth again, but... 
as you correctly pegged, the tree of life that they had very nearly sawed through apparently only takes 12 days to fix itself. So they come back down and they're like, shit, now we got to start again. And thus they spend the next 353 days sawing through the tree of life and the process repeats. And they don't learn because... Nope. They can't count to two. Yeah. They, I feel like logical thought is no. lost on them. They're like, this time we're going to get it. And then it's like the solstice again. And they're like, yes, yeah, Earth time. Earth blue. <laughs> and meanwhile, there's like one goblin who's like, Guys, I mean, don't you think we should? Shut, shut up, up, Greg. Nobody likes you, Greg. Ugh. <laughs> You're like a burned shoe of a Cali concert. Like, this is the Simpsons Oh, goblin. yes, I the do remember goblins. those. Yeah, the hot yeah. goblins. I do remember those. Yeah. And those are the Kali Kansaroi. Sorry, I gave us, like, no time between... I was like, this will be a great transition, but now in retrospect, I'm like, oh my god, I've talked so much. No, it's okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to do one that's called the Ningen. Yes. So, okay, so you, you gave me two suggestions for ice monsters to look into, and one was Yuki Onna, who's literally, I mean, Snow Woman. And then you also gave me Ningen, and I was like, Ningen means human in Japanese. Like, what could this possibly be? So originally I was going to do the Ningen and then I found out about these little Christmas goblins and I was like, well, shit, I have to talk about my new favorite inept demons. So thanks to <laughs> Gaia.com for an article called The Ningen, Japanese Mermaid or Arctic Cryptid? Por que no los dos? Why not both? <laughs> so there is a, basically this thing that started off as an anecdote on a Japanese online forum has now led to like multiple sightings sure. or alleged video evidence of a humanoid aquatic fish said to be roughly the size of a whale. 20 That's a to, big fucking fish. Yeah, 20 to 30 meters long, bulbous creature that kind of looks like a pale white human-like figure with the torso appendages and fingers like ours, but with a mermaid-esque tail. Okay. So like a giant ghostly mermaid. Here like, is a photo. Oh, it's beautiful. I was like, this is kind of upsetting when I first saw it. <laughs> that that like, seems oh. fine. There's something like knowing that <laughs> this face looks like a sloth, it though. It does look like a sloth. <laughs> so I can't be scared of that. That is very upsetting when you consider that that torso is probably, what, like 15 feet long? Well, it's or 15 meters long. 15 meters long, yeah. So that's, that's fucking upsetting. That's, really that's too upsetting big. When you think about it, too big. That's like... Kachonker. It also has very minimal facial features where it's just a slit for a mouth and two just big old eyes. So what you're saying is I drew it. Yes, basically. <laughs> it's been spotted primarily at night in colder waters, and people think that it's been hiding in the Arctic beneath the ice. Some people thought they found, like, a giant albino ray, but... Okay. How big do fucking rays get? That's what I'm saying. Jesus. 20 to 30 meters is very large. That's huge. There's no ray that's the size of a whale. That's a very scary portobello mushroom. So... There's, you know, several lackluster videos or questionable photos circul you know, circulating the internet, and so obviously, not real. We should like take this with as a great with a grain of salt. Sure. But like, it's still very terrifying because there scientists continue to discover a multitude of species that live in the deep ocean, mm -hmm. and so people are like, what if they're coming up to the surface? I'm like. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> And, like, there's been, over the decade, they've been discovering also, like, hydrothermal vents uh -huh. um, in the Arctic depths. And so they're finding things like the Yeti crab or other, like, kind of large animals. Are you looking at the Yeti crab now? Maybe. Yes. That I'm, cluster That explains the why in Yeti for Getty there's the snow crab. Oh, yeah. Gotta be the Yeti crab. Yeah. Oh, he's oh, there funny we go. looking. Look at his dumb he's arms. He's so dumb. Oh, oh. this will be on the Instagram. Oh, his arms are fluffy. <laughs> Oh, you dumb baby. But <laughs> Look at his stupid face. <laughs> at this time, you know, off the internet, it is still kind of an anecdotal tale among Japanese sailors and fishermen. But then there's some people who are speculating the Japanese government is involved in some kind of cover-up. Why is that it that whenever we find something, they're like, it's a governmental cover-up. Cover it's like, sometimes our governments aren't that good at things. They're, they might lot, just A lot of our governments aren't good at anything. Yeah. I had <laughs> my coworker ask me the other day if I what I believed about Area 51, and I'm like, here's the thing. This is going to sound terrible. I don't think our government would be that good at covering it up. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so this gets even worse where they're like, oh, that's so cute. Someone on Etsy made a little plush Yeti crab. That's so cute. It's so cute. So there, it's been rumored that photographic evidence of the Ningen was cap that was captured by the sailors of the original story, but 
the government destroyed the evidence sure. and that's draw attention or controversy. Obviously. There's some stories of men in black threatening anyone who purports to have seen the Ningen sea creature or anyone trying to ex- expose its existence. But again, this is all just like hearsay and unconfirmed. There's, and d- hasn't like addressed, like it, or I guess like attracted significant international attention. Okay. It's still unclear whether there are any cryptozoologists who are currently pursuing the Ningen. Because at this point, it's kind of like, real. it would be like a really expensive and hard exposition to like figure out where in the giant Arctic yeah. Sea would this Plus, thing be. You're dealing with the ocean, which be is huge. very deep and huge. And it's very cold in the Arctic. Yeah. So like, even if you have like deep sea diving equipment, it's going to stop working because one, the pressure and two, it's fucking cold. Yeah. And then the Yeti crab's going to come and get it and be like, hello, new friend, hello. with its silly furry Exactly. Arms. So I don't believe in it at all, but also it is, I don't like those photos. <laughs> They're very, it's like nightmare it's fuel. It's like, it's like a self-protective instinct to be like, I don't believe in you, so I'm not scared. Uh, yeah. It, this doesn't exist, so I can't be scared of it. Yeah. The end. Because <laughs> I'm scared of everything. Hooray. The story by Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha's autobiography. <laughs> I'm scared of everything. Please stop showing me things that will scare me, which is everything. (laughs) All right. Are you ready to talk about another wintertime creature that is affiliated with Christmas? I am. I thought we had done all of it. I did too, and all of a sudden... And all of a sudden, I'm like searching like winter monsters, winter cryptids, and it's like... There's more. There's more. These are affiliated with the winter solstice and the yuletide. And I'm like, well, fuck me. (laughs) So let's talk about Nisa, Tomta, and Tonta. I'm so sorry to those of you who are Scandinavian. I'm going to do my best with my pronunciation. I am confident I found the correct pronunciations on these. But as my Finnish ex-boyfriend will tell you, I'm really bad at pronouncing Scandinavian words. So I'm going to do my best. Please correct me. Spoopower at gmail.com. Do your best. I believe in you. Thank you. This is courtesy of Wikipedia, Scandium.com, Sweden.org, and Ingebrigtsen's Nordic Marketplace. Nice. Popular in Scandinavian lore are the Nisa, which is their Norwegian name, mm-hmm. Tomte, which is their Swedish name, or the Tomtu, which is their Finnish name. They are gnome-like in appearance, so they're like three feet tall, they wear boots, and they have a pointed hat. Adorably, they are often portrayed as just a pointy hat with a little nose and a beard. And if you've ever been oh to any kind of craft God. fair, it's these dudes. It's those guys. I, I love them. love them. So my fella has two of these that he was given. And I named them because that's how I am. They are named Olaf and Asbjorn. But somehow in trying to figure out who these little gnome dudes were, I never knew that they were, like, Christmas friends. Yeah. But they are Christmas friends. Oh, my God. So the Nisa slash Tomta Tomtu, so I'm going to call them the Nisa Tomta Tomtu, they are ancestor spirits that protect farmsteads and are closely affiliated with the winter solstice and Christmas. Oh. Being ancestral... They are usually believed to be the embodiment of the soul of the farmer who first cleared the forest and established the farm. So, like, that very first person to clear this land who may or may not be related to you, that is now the spirit that this Nisa Tomtatontu embodies. Mm -hmm. In becoming a protective spirit, they can ensure that the farm is always cared for. Nisa Tomtatontu don't like change and emphasize traditional values and respect for those who came before you. Mm -hmm. And as I put in my notes... Okay, Boomer. (laughs) I'm sorry, Nisa Tomte Tomtu. Please continue protecting my farmhouse. In the early days of the lore, jealous farmers who envied a neighbor's farmstead would accuse them of having a Nisa Tomte Tomtu to do their bidding, Mm -hmm. which was bad because in the early days of the NTT, which is how I was abbreviating it in my notes, again, standing for Nisa Tomte Tomtu, I tried hard to pronounce them, and now I'm just being silly. (laughs) Anyway, they saw the NTT as being affiliated with the devil, Mm -hmm. which we know from previous spoop hours is a bad thing. You don't want to be affiliated with the devil. Mm -mm. Jealous people could go full, I saw Goody Proctor dancing with Anissa Tomte Tomtu, and then it would be bad for you. So, that was a little crucible. I saw Goody Proctor dancing with the Jersey Devil. Yay! Goody Proctor. Bone solo. She just dancing with everybody. She just loves dancing. (laughs) She doesn't care who she's dancing with. Anyway, given that these traditional farmsteads are in Scandinavia, what do we know about Scandinavia? It's fucking cold, and it's fucking dark in the winter. Yep. Like, the sun goes down and does not come up again for, like, six months. Also, they have good furniture. Also, they have good furniture, but that's not relevant to the story. It's just a fun fact. Higi. Higa. Higi? Higi. You know the cuddly, uh, coziness? 
Yeah. Scandinavian coziness. Oh, Love yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's cold and dark. All I know is huva paiva, which is uh, like good day in Finnish. Mm. Yeah. And I think karhu is bear and aiti is mother. Something like that. that. I'm not good at Finnish. I'm very Mm -hmm. sorry. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. Anyway, farms were also few and far between. So now picture it. You're a Scandinavian farmer. It's cold. It's dark. And you're alone. And the closest farm is like 30 miles away or 8,000 kilometers, whatever the conversion is. So you are isolated. You're lonely. And so the Nisa Tomte or Tomtu were one way to keep the loneliness at bay. Because if you have this little protective spirit looking over your farm, you're not alone. You've got this little yeah. dude who's got a little nose and a little beard and a big pointy hand. He's like, hey, I'm here for you. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it, bro. The garb of your Nisei Tomte or Tomtu will reflect where they live and what specifically they protect. Mm. So if they live in your stables and protect your livestock, they will typically be dressed in like kind of like tattered gray clothes because mm-hmm. they're workers. These Nisei Tomte or Tomtu will oversee care of the animals and make sure your farm workers are caring for your animals in a way that doesn't let you down with their mm. content. Mm-hmm. Basically, if they swear if they aren't doing a good job cleaning stuff, or if in some capacity they are not properly caring for the animals, the Nisei Tomte or Tomtu will express his disapproval by revoking his protection for your farmstead. Oh, God. And also maybe pranking you by tying cow's tails together, (laughs) flipping objects upside down, and breaking stuff. Oh, my God. So, like, don't say a bad word in front of your ancestral farmhouse spirit, or he's going to be like... No, no, I don't like this. I'm tying I'm these gonna, cows together. I'm going to glue all of your furniture to the ceiling. Yeah, I hope you like it, bitch. I can swear, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> they're very much do as I say, not as I can, not as I do spirits. We'll get into it. I love them, too. Just because they're so cute with their little noses. I love their little noses. That's so good. Anyway, if they protect your house, pantry, or barn, they're going to be in more formal clothes and also rocking some blue or dark green with the overall mm-hmm. palette of gray. Mm-hmm. The same rules apply as the ones that care for your animals. If you mistreat your house, if you don't clean up, if you swear, your Nisei Tomte or Tomtu may leave you. Oh. You also want to be careful. They are small little dudes, mm-hmm. so if you spill something, they're at risk of falling in it and drowning. Oh, no! So if you spill something, you need to call out to them and be like, hey, Nisa, maybe don't come down here for a second. We spilled something. We're cleaning it up. Oh. Which is very sweet. Their close affiliation with Christmas, the solstice, and Yuletide comes from the chores that they would do as people started moving away from rural farmhouse living. Basically, since they started out as farm protectors, progress charged forward, as we know. So more and more people were moving to cities and away from the countryside. But as they moved, they would bring these spirits with them because, you know, it's comforting. And even though you're moving from what was your ancestral home, Mm -hmm. you still want to have it with you. Mm -hmm. So, in the city, the Nisei Tomte or Tomtu lived under the floorboards during spring and summer, and they would sleep for that time period, mm-hmm. just get really good quality rest, which, like, I would love to. Mm-hmm. And then once the winter solstice was here, they would emerge from the floorboards, and they would completely tackle all of your Christmas prep. So, they will wash your clothes, they'll iron, they'll clean your house, and they'll prepare all your Christmas meals, including baking and sweet making. Hmm. Which is cute. Hmm. So, they're kind of like Santa's elves in energy. So, how do you keep your Nisei Tomte or Tontu happy? Because we've been over how to piss mm-hmm. them off. It's easy. On Christmas Eve, you just leave out some porridge with butter for the little guy. Specifically, Yulgrat, which is Christmas porridge. And then he'll be happy. That's all he wants. Is he oh, wants wow. a little bit of porridge with a little bit of butter on it. Not too much to ask. And ultimately, you want your Nisei Tante or Tantu to be happy because it's believed to be kind of an ancestral worship or a sign of respect for the dead mm-hmm. and, you know, those who came before you. And also because if you really piss them off, they can drive you insane or they can produce a deadly venom that, if they bite you, will kill you. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's like, oh, what a cute little dude, but also, fuck you. They also are disproportionately strong, so even though they're small, they're, like, strong AF, so they can mm-hmm. they can mess you up. So maybe, like, be nice and give them their butter porridge. There is a legend about a servant girl who, for some reason, decided it'll be really funny if I prank Arnisa, or I think in the story it's a, it's a Tomte. Mm-hmm. 
So she was making him his yogurt, and she's like, this is going to be funny. I'm going to put the butter pat on the bottom of the bowl so he thinks there's no butter in his porridge. Ha ha ha, silly me. So she serves, she leaves out the bowl of porridge, there's no butter on top. And so, as we know, Nisei, Tomte, and Tontu have big boomer energy. So when this Tomte shows up and sees no butter on his Christmas porridge, he got mad and asked to speak to a manager, which in Tomte words, means he went out to the stables and killed the farm's best cow. Wow. <laughs> it escalates very quickly. That, wow. So now he's hungry because he's had to expend all of this energy. And he's like, I'm going to rage eat this porridge. So he rage eats this porridge. And then he's like, oh, <laughs> my bad. There's butter on the bottom, like a fruit on the bottom yogurt. <laughs> How silly of me. Butter on the bottom porridge. Butter on the bottom porridge. <laughs> So he's like, boy, is my face red. And so... Yeah, from all of the cow from blood. From all of the cow blood. I'm so embarrassed. So because he's embarrassed, he then goes to the nearest neighboring farm, steals their best, best cow, cow, and brings it back to replace the cow that he killed. No one will notice <laughs> this dead cow, but also this, this other new cow. new cow. And as I put in my notes, I now have my new favorite Christmas story. Oh my god. <laughs> and also... That is the best Christmas story. Just FYI, stealing from a neighbor to increase prosperity of their home farm classic Nisei Tomte Tontu. They love that shit. They love that shit. They're like, hey, you notice how your neighbor has that nice carriage? I can fucking take that for you if you want. All it takes is just a little pat of butter on the porridge. And you're like, you do it. And then he goes and he's like, enjoy your new shit. <laughs> anyway. God. St. <laughs> Nicholas and the Nisei Tomte or Tontu are also closely linked in Scandinavia. Uh-huh. Some stories say that it is the uh, Nisei or Tomte or Tontu that brings the sack full of toys and asks if there were any good children in the household. This variation is called a Yule Tomte sometimes. And comes with the Christmas goat. And while he is still short, he is considered the size of a smaller adult. So instead of being like, you know, like two and a half, three feet tall, he's like probably like four, five feet tall. Just like small stature of a human, but like Mm -hmm. still pretty small. He comes in through the front door, not the chimney, presumably because it is super cold and they've got a fire going. And he's like, no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And in the Swedish version of the lore, he lives in a nearby forest and not the North Pole. Fun aside about the Christmas goat, it is derived from the belief that Satan is in chains come Christmas time, and as punishment, he will be used to deliver presents and joy. <laughs> Good. Great. <laughs> and that's the Nisei Tomte or Tantu. Amazing. You guys. There are so many good Christmas monsters. Because, like, you go to Target, you go to Pier 1, you go to World Market, and you see those little... Those little dudes. dudes and yeah. And there's a whole lore around them they're not just gnomes they are nisa tompton or tompton yeah it's bananas bananas oh man if we weren't already calling this a christmas takedown this would be called bananas yeah i can't feel my feet i'm so sorry (laughs) just cozy up do you want to tell me about yuki onna real quick or no yeah just basically yuki onna is like i said before it's the name is literally snow woman and she's a yokai, or spirit in Japanese folklore. And so, basically, it the legends from the from Niigata Prefecture mm-hmm. say that a beautiful woman came to visit a man and became his wife from the woman's own desire. But this woman was reluctant to go into the bath, and when she was made to go in anyway, she disappeared, li- leaving only a thin, fragmented, floating icicle. That's a hilarious power move. Yeah. Sweetie, do you maybe want to take a bath? Like, you... You know, you might want to clean up. We gotta go somewhere. No! And then she turns into icicles. <laughs> um, in Aomori and Yamagata prefectures, there's another one that's kind of similar. And then where Yuki Onna would come to visit an old couple on a snowy night to warm herself. And then at night, she would go out again on her journey, but then the old man would attempt to, like, stop her. Sure. But then when he noticed that she was chillingly cold... She turned into a whirl of snow and exited the house through the chimney. So she's just like a woman who is like made of snow. Yeah. And there's so many different legends. And so that was, there's also in another legend in Aomori, in Nagano Prefecture, in Iwate, Wakayama, basically anywhere nor- in northern Japan, mm-hmm. there is Yuki Onna stories about these, mm. this cold woman who has like just disappears. There's also Yuki no Baba, Yuki Onba, and 
basically she appears and people don't let their children go outside because she could take them. So we have a lot of child stealers across winter lore. (laughs) Um, And then there's another one where there's a one-legged child who's jumping, who, like, jump walks, like, jumps to walk, right? And then the next morning there's just, like, footprints. It's just all these stories about, like, weird things that have shown up to steal your children or (laughs) produce too much snow or make your house cold or steal your vitality or freeze people to death. (laughs) It's just like, there's so many different variations of this woman. And basically all it is, I think the bottom line is winter is fucking cold. Be prepared for it. I feel like what you should know about humans is as we retreat indoors for the winter, we're going to make some weird shit up because we're going a little stir crazy because you can't go outside outside. and you've got to entertain yourself somehow and you don't have the internet yet. So you're like, you don't want your kids to go outside and get cold and get lost. Yeah, exactly. Because they're like, mom, I want to go play. And you're like, no, because then this thing's going to eat you. Yeah. Or stay close. Don't go beyond the fence because otherwise this thing will eat you. you. Also be, don't be naughty and clean your room. Otherwise this thing's going to eat you. And also get new clothes. Otherwise this thing, it's gonna, gonna eat, eat you. you. I love it. I will say there's a Yuki Ona story in my haunted yeah, flute book. Yeah. And that one I think it's like a young man is on he's traveling and he like he is traveling with this like much, much older man mm-hmm. and they settle in for the night and like the older man freezes to death in the night, but he's okay because this woman has like found him and she's like warms him up or whatever and he's like, Hey, I'm a single guy. You wanna what are you doing for the rest of your life? Ah! And she's like, great, let's do this. So they, like, get married. And, like, she has, like, some rule where it's, like, her one rule is, like, you can't do some behavior. I don't remember exactly what it is. It's, like, you can't, you know, I think it's, like, you can't look at her while she's sleeping or whatever, something like that. But, of course, because it's a folktale and because men are terrible, he's, like, that rule doesn't apply to me. And so he does the one thing he's not supposed to do. And she's, like... Anyway, bye. And he's like, we have children. And she's like, I said what I said. Bye. There are so many stories in <laughs> Japanese folklore where a woman's like, I love you. And I, you know, I'm excited to spend the rest of my life with you. Except there's one thing there's you can't one do. Fucking just thing. one thing. And in every story, <laughs> the man does the one thing and the woman pieces out. And he's like, no, give me a second chance. She goes, I just asked you to do one thing. You had one job. <laughs> it's like... The second you establish How like that rule. men. How like men. You establish one fucking rule. And they break it and then they want... And then they're chance. like, who could have predicted that this would happen? And she's like, I did. I told you what the would happen. Thing. You had one job to do. Like, it might be like she has a magic box and he can't look at her magic or box. She, or she, don't come into my room when I'm weaving. Yeah. Or, yeah. Do, I, I don't ever take my necklace off. Yeah. Like... There are so many versions, and it's different things of how the woman, in the case of the, like, she is always wearing that, like, ribbon choker, it's because it's holding her head on. Don't ask me to take a bath. Yeah, like, I don't have to take a bath if I don't want to, dick. And he's like, no, take a bath. And she's like, deuces, I'm out. Like, I get it. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I want to be lazy today. And so somebody telling me, hey, you should shower and go do things, fuck you, I don't want to. I'm a crane, but you can't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a ghoul that feasts on dead bodies. Don't follow me at night. Yeah. I think that's in uh, Arabian Nights. Yeah. Don't yeah. cut my hair. Don't cut my hair. Like, so many. So many. Although, there is a Greek version that's the opposite in the Eros and Psyche lore, where mm-hmm. he's like, you just can't look at me. Trust me, I'm hot AF, but, like, you can't look at me. And she's like, okay, cool. But then her, like, wicked stepsisters come to visit her in her, like, godly palace. And they get into her head and they're like, he's a horrible monster. Now you're pregnant with a horrible monster baby. And she's like, well, I'll just look at him just this once. And so she finds him when she's sleeping. He's like, oh shit, he's hot. But like, she's so like astounded at his hotness that she spills hot candle wax on him. And he's like, bitch, you had one job. Yep. So it's like the opposite. Don't look back. Oh yeah. You got to trust that it's Eurydice behind you. And he's like, but what if it isn't though? (laughs) Turn. I saw a thing on Tumblr the other day that was like, if I came down to the underworld to rescue my wife, mm-hmm. I simply would follow the rules and not look back at her. R.I.P. to Orpheus, but I'm different. And they responded again. I mean, R.I.P. to Eurydice, first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Why are men? 
if you celebrate Christmas, we hope you have a safe and happy one. If you don't celebrate Christmas, we hope you have a happy Tuesday and a happy Wednesday. And if you get time off of work, amazing. Have some eggnog, unless you're allergic to eggs, in which case try a non-egg eggnog. Yeah, try Almond Breeze's eggnog, because it's not egg, it's just soy milk flavored like eggnog. It's or not almond, egg. almond milk flavored like eggnog. <laughs> They're not paying us, but it's not egg is for sure their new tagline. <laughs> it's not egg. Almond kind. My brother is allergic to milk and egg, and that's Yay. the eggnog he's allowed to drink. Almond Breeze eggnog. It's not egg. It's not so. nog. <laughs> Anyway, happy holidays. We'll be back at you next week with another new episode, I think. Yeah. And, like, just have a great week, you guys. Stay warm. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa if you celebrate. Tell us your favorite wintertime weird traditions. Is it drinking hot cider? Is it drinking nog? Is it not listening to the one rule that a woman sets for you? It shouldn't be. So if it is, maybe reconsider your favorite holiday traditions. And, yeah, we'll talk to you when we talk to you. Bye-bye. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, I'm Shar. And I'm Kelly. And together we host Drinking and Screaming. We're a new horror discussion podcast based out of Vancouver, British Columbia, where each episode we pair a new cocktail with our movie of the week. For instance, I'm pairing this ad with just a shot of tequila. You know, because most ads are horrible. With Drinking and Screaming, you'll find yourself pulled into a new horror film to discuss and a new cocktail to try every week. Every episode is laced with great soundtracks, theme breakdowns, production trivia, Char's bad drinks, and so much more. What? I said clips from the movie. New episodes every week. Join in on the spoops. Drinking and screaming wherever podcasts are found. I give this ad a 5 out of 10. You know, we don't rate the movies. 5 out of 10. <laughs> Guess what? It's time for something else that is going to oh, eat you. Oh, no. <laughs> Just There's the time not for me to go around. <laughs> well, they're going to fight over what's left. Oh, God. In this case, nope, I already read that one. Hmm, that's weird. Great news. Nothing else is going to eat. Oh, good. <laughs> that was the chenu again. Nothing left. <laughs>